You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. So the Lakers Fast Break podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, Game Source, and Inside Sports Fantasy Football. We truly appreciate you following all of our great shows. And if you can, please give us that five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, including our friends at Thrive Fantasy, you can support us with your first deposit at Thrive Fantasy, which is the leader in daily fantasy player prop sports betting for the NBA, the NFL, Major League Baseball, the PGA, and eSports by dropping in the code LFB on your first deposit, and they'll match it dollar for dollar up to $50 as long as your first deposit is at least $20 or more. And you can go ahead and check that out today on thrivefantasy.com or the Thrive Fantasy app on your mobile phone. I wanted to go ahead before we get into today's game and make a couple announcements, three announcements per se. First off, I wanted to go ahead and send our best wishes and our condolences and also our thoughts and prayers with a fellow Lakers podcaster. His name is Big Baby Jonathan Soffel. I've actually been on his show. He's been on this show before. Unfortunately, his father recently passed away, and I wanted to go ahead and just say to him out there, we're with you, man. I've been sending best wishes to you on social media. So our thoughts and prayers from all of us here at the Lakers Fast Break are with you. I know you're a huge supporter of the Los Angeles Lakers. You've actually you've even gotten shout-outs from James Worthy. And also, had I saw not too long ago, you had a uh, conversation with Dwight Howard over the air. I think it was on Instagram or whatnot, but... Again, uh, I truly am saddened for your loss and wish you and your family uh, all the best. Our deepest condolences from all of us at the Lakers Fast Break. Number two, if you get a chance, check out our latest episode of the Lakers Fast Break on the Lakers Fast Break podcast channel, which is me and Raphael giving you an update on what's going on around the NBA. We talked about a whole bunch of NBA teams, what's going on with them, good and bad. Also, as well, possible James Harden destinations. We talked NBA draft prospects. Plus, how are the rookies doing this year here in the NBA? So we covered a whole bunch of things in regards to the NBA on the Lakers Fast Break. So hopefully you get to check that out wherever you get your podcasts. And number three, we went on the air actually before the games yesterday took place. So we didn't get to make mention of the the homage and the respects that were that were made in regards to uh, the 
I guess the, just again, all the players uh, that were out there in several games yesterday and including today, taking uh, respects for not only what's going on in, as far as the Capitol, but obviously as well what's going on with Black Lives Matter and also the fight against racial injustice in regards to the decision that was made, the wrong decision, in my opinion, in regards to the non-continuing litigation against the those responsible for the shooting of Jacob Blake. So the players at several games took note of that and uh, actually went on one knee or even right after tip-off in one of the games, I think was the Bucks game, if I'm not mistaken, that they also took a knee right after tip-off. So I wanted to go ahead and pay our homage and respects to that as well. I want to give everyone an update on that. So hopefully you'll understand a little bit more about what's going on because of that. And then, like I said, it's just been a crazy time, crazy 24 hours going on. A lot of things going down, not only at the Capitol, but in Wisconsin as well. But there was a game that was played today. And from the Spurs, for Lakers fans, it was a tough deal today because the Lakers didn't come out on top. The defense was just not there today. It's like beating a dead horse with all these teams. They're not playing out on the perimeter. They're not guarding the three very well. And for most of the games, the Spurs had it at or above 50% for the three-point line. And they ran away from the Lakers in the end, 118 to 109. And here today to talk about the game, first off, he was first up here. So firsties, he's got firsties. It is the man behind Lakerholics.com. You got to go ahead and check him out today at Lakerholics.com. It is Laker Tom. Laker Tom, I want you to go ahead and if you want to talk who gets game balls, whatever fashion you want to talk about, because this is your airtime. But I do want to say that the Lakers, unfortunately, the defensive end, truly disappointed today. Well, I first wanted to comment on on your excellent comments at the start of the show, Gerald. And this is really a, a trying time for America. You couldn't help but watch what happened in the Capitol. And, and I mean, almost everybody I know had, had the same immediate response, which was, what if those protesters had been Black Lives Matter people? Well, you saw it. I mean, they had the coverage there. It's yeah. too much. It's just, it's just a sad day. And I hope, I hope that the Teflon man, finally, some people will change their minds and we can, we can start to see some things happen, both, I think, with the Republican Party and especially with the social media companies that they, you know, shutting the barn door after everybody has had this tragedy happen is, is not a responsible move on my part. And, and, and what was also disappointing, I wanted to say, was that totally under the radar, except that was uh, recognized by the NBA players, but seemingly under the radar to everybody else because of what was going on in the Capitol, yep. was the unfortunate decision by Wisconsin. I think it was the attorney general who would not continue pursuing litigation against the officer who shot Jacob Blake in the back several times. Multiple seven times. Seven times. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's... But that was as blatant an ex- exhibition of the difference between the way that black and brown people are treated in this country by the police versus white people. That was just a total tragedy. I'd love to give game balls out, but unfortunately, nobody on the Lakers gets a game ball. It goes to LaMarcus oh. Aldridge, who basically shot lights out. Didn't matter when he was doing it. You know, the the difficulty that you have when you're a team like the Lakers is that they play great team defense, but they don't necessarily, other than Anthony Davis, 
have a lockdown defender who can take somebody one-on-one. And so the result was you had too many guys on, on the, on the Spurs team whom they had to double team. You know, they could not handle Aldridge one-on-one. They could not handle uh, DeRozan one-on-one. They could not handle Rudy Gay one-on-one. And so the net result was they passed the ball out. And just like, just like the, uh, you know, everybody says it's a tough haul to come into Los Angeles and have to do, have to play the Lakers and have to play the Clippers. Well, didn't Spurs, seem like it this time. The Spurs didn't have that problem this time because they hit 23s last night and they hit uh, 16 threes tonight. So, uh, you know, both teams made the exact same number of baskets. The only difference was that this is the analytics era and those threes will kill you. And we lost 18 points on threes. We outscored them in paint by 32 points and still lost the game. So, you know, you, this is the NBA. Credit the Spurs. You make your threes like that, and uh, it's a formula for victory. So all you can do is just move on to tomorrow night. LeBron had a good game until the fourth quarter, missed a lot of free throws in there. Uh, you could see that he was really tired by the end of the game, bounced that ball off his foot, and uh, – he got and, an early you know, and, and the other guys, you know, you, you, we had to we had to make our threes and we didn't make them, and so that's basically what happens in the modern game. If you get outshot by 18 points at the three point line, doesn't matter if you out rebound them, doesn't matter if you outscore them in the paint, you're going to go home with an L, and we did. Well, I'll tell you what is I, I noticed that he got an early callback because they got behind big early. And they just could never make up the, the the difference on that. So it was truly disappointing. But I wanted to ask you uh, now, I've, who I've got here, Mr. Magic Man, indeed, is it, it is Sean Grice. So please follow what he's doing at Lakerholics.com as well. But Sean, it, it's just a situation where it's very disappointing to see the effort guarding out at the three-point line. I have been harping on this. And it's not just the Lakers. If it was just the Lakers, I would say it's just the Lakers. It seems to be so many teams right now are not believing that the other team can hit from the three-point area. It's 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 prevalent, Gerald. You're correct. I uh, I was watching the the uh, Raps and the Suns play last night. The the Suns were up one fourteen to ninety nine, and Phoenix bet that the Raps couldn't make enough threes to get back in the game, and they were correct. The Raps went on a little run. They went on a, a 9-0 run, but that was it. It was all she wrote. And the Spurs basically did the same thing tonight. They dared the Lakers just to shoot from from to your heart's content from out there. We'll see if we can make a few. And Kuzma missed a couple in that fourth quarter stretch there. I thought if he had made one, and maybe we had got a defensive stop, and and maybe you don't score on the other end, but but you get a little momentum there. But it just didn't seem like the dam burst would burst at any point for us. No, and we were no. talking about this before, right? Where the flag goes down, and you you think you still got a percentage chance to uh, to go across the line, but you just you can't start to bring your a game in the fourth quarter in the nba you just can't and we've we've got the bulls coming up the rockets twice the thunder the pelicans these are young teams that don't go away 
if you take their spirit away quick, they'll fade. Young teams do that. Once they you yep. get them way behind, they'll wilt and they don't have that power to come back. But if you give them room to go ahead at 10, 12 points or within just basically a short run away, and in this case, the Lakers, they never got to any closer than two points, I think, was the closest they that they got. The game. They tied the game. They did tie the game? Okay, they yeah. did tie the game. And that, so, took, that took all the juice from them, too. Yeah. You know? I mean, when you have to come back like that, especially when you're struggling eight to ten points behind consistently, even when you get stops, they couldn't make baskets to take advantage of it. And and you wear yourself out. And then and then the other side of it, as I said earlier, too, and, and I, I kind of disagree with the idea that teams, that the Lakers aren't defending at the three-point line. The problem is, is that when you double-team the guy who's in the paint, and, and they're a team that basically is deadly from, from mid-range jumpers. So when you, you double-team those guys and you don't have any rim protection because Gasol is out of the game, you got Harrell in there at center, AD... It's not been playing a kind of defense. He still ranks last on the team in defensive rating, and that's not by coincidence. Um, you saw him get beat at the rim several times tonight and get beat with three-pointers when he didn't even really make an attempt to block the shot. Well, it's also, so, also like you said, about the rotations, which you have remarked before. Yeah. Rotations have to be there in order to well, guard. Rotations the- are a different thing when you're, when, you're, when you're rotating to cover everybody because you're still playing one-on-one, and that's really what we ideally do best when you have to trap somebody or you have to double team somebody when they get into the paint, then all of a sudden it's two or three against it's three against two, or it's two against one, or it's four against three. And somebody's going to be open. And these are NBA players. They're not going to, they're not going to miss that open man most of the time. And that open man, most of the time is going to get a good shot at the shot at hitting hitting that three, and basically they did tonight. Two nights in a row, they they shot lights out. They were like 17th-ranked offensive team. But this is the NBA, you know, and you could even tell that the, what the Lakers were probably thinking during the first half is, these guys can't shoot like this the rest of the night. And they really That's didn't, I heard they didn't on shoot radio like that the rest half. of the night, but they still made six threes, yes. and some of them had really clutch time. So, you know, it's – you can't win every game in the NBA. And, and, and this is just one of those games where you run into a team that's red hot from deep and has the players that you just can't, you just cannot play them one up. They had a lot of mismatches against us defensively. Yeah. And this yeah, is something, yeah, well, there's... Well, hold on, hold on, Sean, let me just say this. And you and I had a slight disagreement that you thought, or I, I thought that for the four veteran players have, have trade value of some type right now in Mills, Gay, Aldridge and DeRozan, as far well, as you win, that, you win that argument based on yeah. this game, Gerald. Yeah. Got to to you. And, and Mills has been hot continuously. I, I, I have to admit, during, I have to admit to you, during the game, I was sitting there thinking, and I hadn't, I'd forgotten about the conversation, but I was just sitting there thinking that, Jesus, you know, maybe we should have traded for Aldridge. He sure doesn't look like he's lost a lot. And, and Patty Mills, I mean, seven assists. I think he got seven assists as well as playing terrifically. He's always been, he's always been one of my favorite players on the Spurs. So, uh, you know, it's just, it is just one game though. That's the whole point. It is. It is. And I don't want to look at, when you look at what they can do, how they play defensively, their weaknesses defensively and so forth. I, I don't see them. And that's the reason that I took that stance against you that I don't think that they have a great trade value. It's hard, you know, even Rudy Gay, Rudy Gay, you know, 
Rudy Gay made some good plays too. I mean, he, they shot lights out, man. And when a team shoots lights out, they all everything always looks pretty doggone rosy. And you know, this was one of those games where we didn't have a chance at the end to win. They put the game away. And, you know, it's unlike unlike some of the teams like Sean was talking about that we've got coming up that are young teams where you can blow them out. Hey, Aldridge, you know, DeRozan, Gay, these guys are veteran players that have that have been previous all-star players, you know. They're not gonna they're not gonna fold and and as long as they're still shooting hot, you know, they kept that game under control. They won the game. All you can do is take your hat off to them and and move on to the move on to the Bulls tomorrow night. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. That is by far my favorite because it's also character-driven and the stakes are high and there's much more of a mystery and intrigue to it. A game like Wolfenstein, which people are saying are one of the most socially important video games of the past 10 years. Catch our shows on radio worldwide seven days a week or at any time on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or on over 30 more podcast outlets. I'm just saying if that they play anywhere near this level, those four, and they're at 500 or maybe just even a little tick below, you know, they got to ask themselves as an organization, do we want to be in that seven to 10 range or do we want to just take a step back mm-hmm. now, trade our assets that we have out there for some late first, early seconds with all these guys? Yeah, but except it's, for uh, like we talked about the other day, it's, it's, you going to do that to Pops? I mean, it all depends on where they're at during, yeah. you know, when it comes close to the trade deadline. It, maybe they'll have a different perspective. But, yeah, I mean, with all the well that they played against the Clippers and the Lakers, they're still only four and four. So that tells you right there that it's it's an up and down series for them so far this season. But it's still early, you know, and and, and, and the Lakers didn't the Lakers didn't play good defense. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, while I while I, I while I can excuse the fact that they got killed from deep because they opted to double team when guys got into the paint because it's the guys who got into the paint who are killing them. You can't let DeRozan sit down in there one-on-one. He's going to eat somebody up, you know, and, uh, you know, in, in retrospect, maybe that would have been a better strategy, you know, give them the twos and, and, and not let them get the threes. That's what I was just so, going to say. Yeah. So can't argue so, that in this game, man. Because of so, they, so they speaking like of that, so speaking of that, Demar Derozan is uh, part of one of my uh, funniest stories of at an NBA game. Uh, they were playing the Bulls. This is when Tibbs was coaching, and the Bulls were up by twenty, and it's five minutes left in the fourth quarter, and Tibbs starts screaming his ass off that somebody didn't make a defensive rotation. And DeMar slides up to him, going off as the Raps declare that they're going to lose. And he says, Tibbs, I've gone to church all my life, and I didn't know Jesus had a middle name until tonight. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> I heard that. Yeah, I, I heard that. You, you listened to the podcast, didn't you? You listened to that uh, ESPN podcast, I think, to earlier today. I, I, I couldn't uh, believe it. It brought back so many memories. I was at that game. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, it was the Hoop Collective, I think it was. I want to give a proper uh, thing, but yeah. For... It's a pretty common middle name, too, you know? Yeah, so <laughs> well, anyways. So, 
Yeah. But, well, I mean, Sean, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, Sean, because I'm going to hit you up with this question. Sure. Because we've said before in the NBA, it's always hard to beat the same team three times or four times in the same season. In this case, it's going to be three times. In so nine I days. Ask, <laughs> yeah, in nine days. So it looks like right now it's very hard right now for an NBA team, even as good as the Lakers, to beat the same NBA team three times within that short period of time. Oh, absolutely, Gerald. It goes for all, all other major sports as well. It's hard to beat a team, you know, three, four times in a row. You get enough film on somebody and you can strategize and usually you can find a combination within the two or with some dumb luck along the way to they just managed to to beat a, a good team that they don't have your number this year but i will say this no love lost with them we took two in their barn they got one in ours we're still up to one this season and while we lost the battle tonight we might win the war because we're going to the playoffs and i can only see them maybe becoming uh playing team bottom yeah a bottom playing team right but again and that's the case you know and that's with all of their individuals that they have there i seriously think if it comes down to it at trade deadline they might want to reevaluate that situation if they're in that eight nine ten slot and say to themselves what can we really do in one of the best draft classes for some time which is this year coming up. So I think that's something that they might have to reevaluate. I mean, I was just on, like I said, on a previous podcast with Raphael, and he's noticing the depth that this class has and the number of individuals that can actually not only improve a team, but can be good rotation players, very good rotation players. And then obviously the superstars that are at the top, like everybody's salivating over Kate Cunningham and the abilities that this man has, and Evan Mobley. And uh, Suggs, Jalen Suggs is right, just tearing up right, right now for Gonzaga. I mean, these players are are just beyond what we saw in the previous drafts. So we're seeing that type of mentality that, you know what, if we're not going to be able to go ahead and compete, you might see the Minnesotas, you might see the uh, New Yorks, you might see, well, New Yorks are playing well right now, so I shouldn't say that right. much, but you might see the Torontos, who's been a strong league team for now. That's very surprising. So you see all these teams at the body end, end of the scale, and you might say to yourself, you know what, maybe we should go ahead and maybe unofficially tank. But Sean, you're in Toronto, and you see your Tampa Bay Raptors that are out <laughs> there that are not exactly uh, doing so well. But your thoughts right now. Go ahead, my friend. People are panicking. In the yeah, but you now. won a championship two years ago. They know. did. They did. And, and that's they why they constantly... went to, it's kind of ironic they went to Tampa, isn't it? Yeah. Considering Tampa's yeah. championship well, record. On the other hand, they catch a huge tax break not playing <laughs> in uh, Canada. This is true. Toronto, yes. Look at the <laughs> but anyway. Anyway, it, well, it I is, think that's offset yeah. by the what 2,000 fans that they might have their max right now for these home right, games. Right, so I think right, that gets Gerald. offset. I, I think I think the Raptors are a case of the Raptors two years ago. They have a lot of really nice players, but they don't have that star, that superstar to accentuate everything else they have. It, it's almost and they thought, like, and they thought they did is the problem. Well, you know, you know what I think happened? I think that 
when you win the championship, it's great. Oh, when you win the championship is what? It, it's great. But unfortunately, when you lose three of your best seven players from that team over a two-year span, it is really toxic to the culture because you lose that winning environment, and now they're staring at one and nine because they have to play the Warriors and the Clippers in a back-to-back. That is true. That's true. But uh, go ahead, Laker Tom. I know Magic Man, you you well, got the shush down there. You know, I, the tough the tough thing for them is is how Siakam just sort of fell off the earth. You know, I mean, he came yeah. back to earth like like somebody popped his balloon. Um, and, tell me about it. He's on my fantasy team. So yeah, tell <laughs> me know, about I, it. And he there was there were points where. I mean, he, for two years in a row, made the biggest jumps that I think anybody has seen a top-quality player do. And then everybody expected him to, you know, to just take over for Kawhi when Kawhi left. And he really was a huge disappointment. And now, you know, like Sean says, you lose another, you lose your two centers and, you know, and uh, and all of a sudden the pressure is on him and he obviously is a young kid still. I mean, I, I, how old is he? He's only 22 or 23, I think. Six. 26, is he at? Hmm. I'd have to look for some trades for him. I like him. Uh, well, I, I'd still bet on him, but you know, he's- uh, He's not gonna be involved. When, when you, you know, and there's no home. I mean, the Lakers are at least home, right? But you go to Tampa <laughs> for the Raptors players, none of them are at home. Yeah, yeah, they may get a little bigger check because there's no, say, there's no income tax in Florida, but uh, man, every game's a every game's an away game, totally for them. Yeah, Gerald, I was going to say their bigger problem is Messiah Jerry is a unrestricted free agent, and Ted Leonsis has already basically gave, given him the Godfather offer if he wanted ownership. He wanted control of basketball operations. He could have it. People are nervous in Toronto about that because they're thinking, wait a minute, he won a championship for us. This was never going to happen to this Whoopi Don franchise until he got here. And now you're not going to retain his services and you're going to let him walk with the the pockets of money that MLSE has. It's, it's confounding the reps fans and there's a lot of you know sad sad state of affairs going on i think bobby webster is going to get a lot of calls about kyle lowry there will be teams lining up for him now if the raptors Hmm. really start fading away and that's one thing that lakers fans should look out for because there are certain teams in the western conference that can position themselves to acquire a player like him and he would instantly make them a threat to us. Right. Well, but I don't think, again, they don't have enough assets for a hardened trade because Siakam is not performing anywhere near the level uh, that he once was. Had he, then that would be a different story, but I don't see them pulling off that type of trade for Harden at this point in time. So Toronto might be looking at reevaluating things, especially if they can't keep Masai. That's something that they're going to have to deal with going forward. But for the Lakers... Today's game was kind of disappointing, obviously, from, from a defensive standpoint. And, of course, if they continue those that type of free-throw shooting, I thought they had fixed themselves on that. I thought they were doing a lot better to start off the season. 
free throw shooting was an issue last season during the season, especially LeBron not being anywhere near what he needs to be simply because of the fact he gets to the line so often, but 60% from the line is not going to get it done. And 33 at 33.3% from the three point area is not going to get it done. Those are numbers that you saw quite frequently last year, which were kind of disappointing, but the Lakers defense would always come and save the day. Not so this time. So I think Laker Tom, it just sends that message that, Hey, we need to go ahead and reevaluate how we go ahead and focus on our defense. I know that's tough, and I know I'm not going to be able to go ahead and say, you know what, the Lakers need to go around and have that mindset because last year it was easy. They had a full summer. They had a full training camp, and they had the mindset of playing defense, AD encouraging LeBron, LeBron encouraging AD from the get-go. So that's why it was so easy to go ahead and get into a defensive mindset. It's going to have to turn around eventually as far as on the defense. I'm not going to say it's going to be overnight. Tomorrow, if they have issues with Chicago, I might become a little bit concerned, but I don't think so. I think they're going to come out like a, a very angry Lakers team, and I think they shouldn't have an issue. Like we said last podcast, that the first 15 games are 20% of the season, and probably those first 15 games are the are the equivalent of having a normal offseason and preseason. And the Lakers rank number before this game, they rank number two defensively in the league with Alex Caruso out for five or six games and AD ranking as the, with a rating of 114 defensively, uh, which was worse than the Lakers dead last on the Lakers. So. And AD, I want to send this message out to AD. They rank second based upon that. Hold on, Laker Tom. I want to send this. I want to send this message out to AD. Laker Tom is going to drop that stat every (laughs) single podcast. Every single podcast until you change it around, AD. So that message yeah, is And he you. didn't change it around tonight. I'll tell you that. But um, I, he had a great game. He had a great game two days, two nights ago. Yeah. A great absolutely. defensive game. But that was the first time we've seen that. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm still not worried about the defense. I'm not worried about the offense. I think this is, again, just part of the, part of the price that you pay for such a crazy season, you know? And they're gonna there are gonna be games when teams shoot lights out and and when any team outscores you from you know seven threes, you're you're you know, it's twenty-one points, man. It's a lot to make up. I go ahead, Sean. I wanted to say, Gerald, I really need to see A D get to the line at least ten times yeah. in Chicago. He has he was over two tonight no, from the line. He was. He's shooting below seventy I percent mean, for the season. It's it's unlike him. He was but, close yeah. to 85 last year, just right. to give people a perspective. He was at, he was at 90% for a good portion of the year. Yep. He tailed yeah, off at the end and dropped down to 85. He's missed uh, 10 already. Well, let so. me ask you this. Uh, again, we could be around here all day on what the Lakers did wrong, but I want to give you guys yeah. a silver lining, and we'll leave the fans out there here tonight on a silver lining, and that was the Lakers bench play outside of Wesley Matthews. You had to be encouraged, Laker Tom, with not only THT – who did very well, I don't want to say defensively, but obviously was a nice spark plug offensively. And a returning Alex Caruso, who seemed like he was just... Alex played well. He he almost cartwheeled. You can see him almost cartwheeling into the game. He was so happy to be back on the court once again. Yeah, no, I think, you know, there's... It's five new. It's five new guys in the rotation when you count Talon plus the four new guys. So there's a lot of... It went back up to 11. And we were back up to the, well, actually, we had a 14-man rotation by the time Dudley played. 
but you know what I mean. Yeah, you know, I, I still, I still think you got to remember that this is early in the season. You know, they, they beat the Clippers last night, and they beat the Lee. They came into what was supposed to be the the toughest, the toughest series to come into Los Angeles and play. And and uh, the Spurs, you got to just give them credit and move on. Absolutely, yeah. Well done, job by Popovich and. Yep. Beck, uh, you know, Becky Hammond and, and the whole team there, they deserve a lot of credit. They got everybody up. They got the young guys playing well. And then they had the veterans, play, you know, carrying the day. And yep. that's what they need to do. Again, they're going to have their ups and downs because they're relying so much on their youth when it all comes down to it. And we'll see what happens with there for the Lakers. Had a chance to pull, you know, pull out today with the NBA's best record. It's going to be waiting for another day. But it shouldn't be too long before they I, – I, again, I expect them fully to come back strong against Chicago. And if they go ahead and by the time they f- hopefully finish that back-to-back off well with Houston, they could find themselves back on top of the NBA once again. But before we head on out, guys, I want to go ahead and pitch Lakerholics.com. I know, Laker Tom, you're doing a lot of stuff there. But first, Magic Maya – oh, actually first because the bell tolls. For whom the bell tolls right now for Sean Magic Man – I do want to ask you right now, you're doing a lot of great stuff for the Lakerholics.com site. So go ahead and spill the beans. What's up with you and Lakerholics.com? Thanks, Gerald. I, I just wanted to uh, go through the uh, the beginning of this year and, and looking at a couple of teams that are really struggling right now. And they're also in uh, James Harden sweepstakes. Um, Denver just lost tonight. Josh Richardson and Luka Doncic hit cold threes and they're – staring three and six right in the face right now that's with Jokic leading the league in assists for a center Incredible. i don't what was the last time it was that was that wilt was the last time that was done might have been might have been wilt well yeah because i know he did it just to prove yeah. a point i know he did it just to prove a point so this go ahead Sean. <laughs> and i i also wanted to give my thoughts on what happened yesterday and i, I it's a dark day and and global history not just u.s history i feel as a global citizen i I, I, go ahead yeah i grew up 20 minutes north of the the battle of 1812 gerald where the british sent back the the u.s the museum is half an hour from where i lived i was almost in tears yesterday seeing the confederate flag run through those halls it's, you know, I learned about the War of 1812. I didn't actually think I'd see a version of it almost 200 years later. Well, again, I don't want to get it. I, I don't want to go too much into a political type no, of thing. Do because I, just, we we could shocking. go, you know, if we got CNN money, absolutely. You can go ahead and tell, you know, I'll start that right now. You can just call me Wolf Blitzer. But uh, unfortunately right now, it is just a very sad and disappointing time and how the events unfolded yesterday. It was very disappointing for me as an individual to see that type of stuff. And as a father who has to explain this to his kids, it's just, it was just truly disheartening to see. But the thing that went under the radar was, again, the issue in Wisconsin with Jacob Blake and you know the fact that they're not going to press charges or, or look at trying to go ahead and and seek some sort of justice for Jacob Blake uh, is truly disappointing. And uh, I respect wholeheartedly what the NBA players did in response to that. But by the events, what happened yesterday, it totally went under the radar. 
And the message, I think, got dampened because of it. And I, I hope people will understand why the players did what they did yesterday if they tuned in. And if they didn't, they should be aware of that simply because of the fact that there was some, again, some injustice done yesterday in Wisconsin, not just in the capital, but in, in Wisconsin. And and we've got to do something, hopefully, in the near future to fix things like that going forward. And I'll just leave it at that. Again, it, this is going to turn into CNN. I don't want to do that. And I appreciate your sentiments as well, Laker Tom, and also you as well, Sean, Magic Man, in regards to those things that we were talking about. But before we head on out, Laker Tom, you've got a great medium.com site, which I don't give enough love to, which I'm trying to remember and give more love to because you get a lot of traffic there. And also as well, of course, Lakerholics.com. It was so funny. I put, I went there the other day to go look at it and I saw Laker Tom, Laker Tom, Laker Tom, Laker Tom, Laker Tom right there for you. So he lied to me in a way, because he told me, I don't really have much in the offering, Gerald. I think it was like four or five days ago. You told me, I don't really have much in the offering. You lied to me, man. You lied. Well, you know, it's hard. It's hard at this point in time in the year. to. to And I say that jokingly. I say that in all good spirits, by the way. No, there was a point in time. And and actually, you know, you just as you know, from journalism, you're, you're, you have four or five things going at once and three or four articles that are are, are you working on and then life happens and uh, the points of those articles all of a sudden become moot and and you cancel them and you know I went through well, sometimes a, you change them around you get lucky well, I went enough through the end of the year around. and I deleted like 11 articles that had been started at various points in time which I'd never completed a couple of them probably were like five or six minutes worth of reading already entered in there and I just never did Oh gosh, um, you should see my pop culture cosmos site. So, you know, I'm gonna continue I'm gonna continue to be very positive about this season and positive about the Lakers. I would just add one last CNN note that wonderful things happened in Georgia, thanks to Stacey Abrams and uh, and two great candidates and uh agreed. And you know, and it was great to see Joe Biden come out and and point out the same thing that that everybody I know has said, which is if that crowd attacking the mall had been attacking the Capitol had been different, we would have seen a lot different result. And uh, so, you know, there's even though there's tough things going on now, uh, COVID is raging through Southern California. My nephew has COVID. I'm in the middle of a business deal and two of the four principals in this deal both had the testing because close associates got COVID yesterday. And so they it, wanted you to come down to get close and personal, correct? They actually did. We had scheduled on Thursday a closing for the deal. And Jesus. I said, I said I wasn't going to go. And the two women that were coming from San Diego said they were going to go. And then the guy in Los Angeles and one of the women in San Diego both had close calls. And at least for now, are tested negative. But there are good things happening in the world. There are bright signs that we have to look forward to, not only on the Lakers, but also hope for our country for getting on the right path and and having you know the type of the type of response and and fill the needs of the citizens and take care of people in this in this crisis and so forth. So I'm still going to be smiling and thinking positive thoughts, and I'm going to still be the champion of the silver lining because I think we're really seeing some silver linings. Somebody made a great comment the other day. I'll leave with this one, which is that 2021 is not bad. The problem is just that 
2020 is in overtime. Yes, but I, I, you know what? I'm going to be, like I said, on. I turned a new leaf. I'm trying to be a little bit more of that chocolate milk, like Mitt Romney drinks. That that chocolate milk, like I drink, and I've got a ton of it in my refrigerator. That chocolate milk is going up higher. It's going up higher. I've, I, you haven't noticed that I've been a little bit more positive about the Lakers, even when there's a little bit downtime. Like I said, that they should blow out the Bulls tomorrow and take out all the aggression on them. I mean, again, they're just, what, a game away from being overall the best team in the NBA record-wise, right. uh, you know, and with Philadelphia going and losing to Brooklyn today, which didn't have their top two players in KD and Kyrie Irving, which is an inexcusable right. outing for Philadelphia after they've been playing so well. And then on top of that are now sequestered because Seth Curry tested positive and was sitting on the bench for the first half. So they're now all doing contract tracing. So they could be, the team could be out of the week. So that's going to throw. It's like the whole world is doing contact tracing. Yeah, exactly. So it now looks Stay like home. we could Hunker have a down. very different schedule here yeah. in the next few days. But go ahead, Sean. I know you wanted to leave us on a, on a good note. On a good note, Gerald. Kelly Loeffler, please sell the, the dream to, yes. to LeBron. He will give you yes. the price. All yes, LeBron would have to do is say, all of my fans, just send me five bucks. We'll have enough money to buy the dream. My gosh, that's pocket change for LeBron. Don't even get me started. <laughs> and you got to remember, Space Jam 2 hasn't even come out yet. So that's, yep. that's later on the horizon. Now, that's that's a more pocket change for anyway, him right there. Yeah. Lakers will win tomorrow night and all, yes. all everything will be sunny. Absolutely. January 20th, we have a new president. Yes. Things will look up. Cobra Kai came out on Netflix and has been rocking the world out there. So you got to go ahead and catch that as well. Even if you're not a Karate Kid fan, which I wasn't, but I've enjoyed all three seasons. So I'll give you a little bit of heads up there. So hopefully you'll catch that on Netflix. That's my pop culture thing before I drop on out. But I will say this. We will be back tomorrow after the game. We're all going to be smiles. Well, that's if Sean doesn't get chewed out for being a little too loud. Smiles. Smiles. Because the Lakers will come back tomorrow with a victory. I'm sure of it. I'm being positive. That chocolate milk is more than half full this time. So they're going to go ahead and come back strong against Chicago tomorrow. And we'll be back post-game. And hopefully you will be too. We appreciate, again, all your support and listening. And follow the Lakerholics.com crew. You know what? You can even join our Facebook group. Lakerholics is right there for you. Just type in Lakerholics and it comes right up. You will let you right in. You'll go ahead. You'll be part of the mix. If you want to go ahead and join us at Lakerholics.com or Lakerholics on Facebook, please go ahead and do so, including our great episode with Raphael where we covered the entire NBA, the NBA draft. Yeah, it was really good because we covered a whole spectrum, not only teams, but the, the latest what's going on with the rookies, who's doing well, who's not doing well, the upcoming NBA draft, his early beat on that. It was nice to get a little bit of in-depth insight from the man himself because he's always so great. He brings it every single time. It is Rafael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkie, so hopefully you get a chance to check that out. But again, we will be back tomorrow with all smiles as the chocolate milk rises up, rises up, rises up to a full glass. I will tell you what, if they win tomorrow, which they should, I will go ahead on the air and drink a full glass of chocolate milk right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.